On this edition of the Get Stoked Podcast, I dive into opening day to now with the Detroit Tigers and the MLB. Plus, a few games have already happened within the upcoming NBA play-in and soon the NBA playoffs. And you'll find that in a little bit more on this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. Happy Friday, everyone. It is April 15th, just about 5 o'clock here on the East Coast as I am recording this episode. I hope everyone has had a splendid week. This Friday, today, is Good Friday, and then Sunday, you know what day it is. It is Easter, the day for Christ was reborn and rose from the dead. Yes, This weekend is action-packed, to say the least. This weekend decides the tournament for the NBA. This weekend, it's really it for the NBA. I mean, MLB just started last week, and the Detroit Tigers, they're not doing too shabby. Even though it's, again, seven or eight games in. They're three and four currently, and... They are in St. Louis for their game today. And I got to say, Tigers, they're looking pretty good. But, of course, I'm going to have my reservations since it is still very early in the season. I can't really say a whole lot about the Tigers just yet. But, of course, as the season continues, so will the Tigers. So will the Red Sox, so will the Rays. So the White Sox, so the Rangers, and everyone in it. My goodness. And I apologize. I'm going to apologize. I did say that they're in St. Louis. That was very incorrect. They are playing Kansas City. Yes, the Detroit Tigers tonight are playing Kansas City in Kansas City, Missouri. And that is at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern time. So the Tigers are sitting at 3-4, 1-0 away. And the Royals are 2-4, and 2-3 and three at home. Yes, that is only very early in the season. I got good, I got high hopes, high hopes for the Tigers. Spencer Torkelson, he's looking a lot better than what he did the first couple of games. He's improving. Still a little too early to tell. Javier Baez is looking very comfortable in Detroit. Miguel Cabrera is doing Miguel Cabrera things. So I have to say, I'm excited to see what happens in the rest of this season. I really am. They're only a game and a half behind, which in the lead for the AL Central is Cleveland and Chicago, both at 4-2. and two. So Detroit, you can sit yourself pretty coming up in these next few games. Hopefully that transitions into a period where you just absolutely dominate the competition going forward and secure maybe the top spot or second spot in the AL Central. And looking at this standings throughout the whole league, no one has a better record than the New York Mets, sitting 6-2 and two in the National League East Division with 
the closest team being the Philadelphia Phillies at two and a half games behind. And I must say, I'm I'm impressed by some of these teams. Am I truly astonished? No. No, I'm not. Like I said before, still too early to tell. If I were to make a very early season prediction on who will win the World Series, I'm just going to throw it out there. Ooh, this is a very good equation. Oh, my goodness. There's so many teams that I could tell you are going to win the World Series. Will I know until later in the season? I'll know more, but not right now. If I were to give a very early season prediction, I would give it to either the Dodgers, the Brewers, or the Yankees. And these are just random teams I pulled out of a hat. The Yankees, I could see them. They're the Yankees. They make the postseason almost every year. The Dodgers, they become the modern-day Yankees, making the playoffs every year, going to the NLS championship, National League Series championship. Now, the Brewers, on the other hand, I'm going to put them as the underdog for this. Why? Because it's Milwaukee. They have a whole bun- a bunch of talent. They really do. All, all these rosters have talent. I'm not denying that. But I'm going to put them as the underdog because they're in a smaller market, such as Milwaukee. And they're going to kind of middle and meddle around the middle of the season sitting at 500, and then they're going to excel late into the season to secure that number two seed or spot, rather, in the NL Central. So that's my prediction. Now with the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers, yes, the Tigers, I'm going to say they do the same thing. They're going to be the underdog of the AL Central and the American League as a whole. They're going to make the playoff as a play-in team, and I hope they do because they have the talent. When Riley Green gets healthy, oh my goodness, this is going to be a fun team to watch. They already are fun to watch. Yeah, they're not undefeated because no team this far would be undefeated. But I got to say, I'm loving what Detroit's doing. I love what A.J. Hinch is doing with the addition of Austin Meadows. I know I talked about this on a previous episode. I really, really like what's happening in Detroit. I love the culture building. I love the enthusiasm, the excitement around this team. I'm all in. I'm all in. I wear my Detroit Tigers hat every single day when I'm out. Every single day. And it is a clean hat. It is a crisp hat. But Detroit, I have high hopes for you. I'm not expecting you to win the Central I really not. If you do, that is exceeding all expectations for all Detroit fans. All my expectations are just thrown out the window. But I love what you guys are doing in Detroit. Keep it classy. Keep it going. I'm excited to see what you guys do for the remainder of this very long but very exciting season. Changing lanes now from the regular season to the postseason, the NBA is in full swing of the postseason, the play-in tournament that they have implemented now for the last few, one or two years, I'd say. And I have to say, there's some really good games occurring right now. And on Wednesday, 
The Hornets were at the Hawks. The Hawks won 132 to 103, just decimating the Hornets and sending LaMelo Ball and Charlotte home. And the Pelicans played the Spurs, played one the Pelicans won 113 to 103, sending the Spurs home. And I got to say Trey Young Keep on rocking with your squad, man, with Atlanta. And if you recall from last year, the Hawks made the they made their division championship. And it was really, really fun to see. Re- truly. And Trey Young carried his team there, lost to the Bucks. And could they do it again? Could they do it again as a ninth seed? Potentially. I I could see it happen. Uh, but before I go any further, I'd like to discuss Tuesday's games where Brooklyn played Cleveland, and Brooklyn won 115-108, where Kyrie and Kevin Durant just went bonkers against the Cavaliers. Just absolutely bonkers and bananas. And any adjective you want to describe this duo, because they are truly special. This, they, this is a very good duo that... When Kevin Durant was on the Warriors, Kyrie was on the Cavaliers. I do not recall ever. I did not anticipate this matchup or this team up rather. And I love it. I really do. Brooklyn, I'm sorry, but you're not going to go very much farther than I think you will. You may beat Boston, but we'll see. We will definitely see. And then the next game was the Timberwolves against the Clippers. Timberwolves winning 109-104, to 104, continuing Patrick Beverly's streak in making the playoffs. Continuing, yes. Timberwolves, they got a lot of young talent on that team, much like the Pistons. You have Carl Anthony Towns, you have Anthony Edwards, you have D'Angelo Russell. I love what they're doing over there. They're seeing a turnaround in culture, in proficiency, in player development I love it I'm all in for it Minnesota I am all in for it I can't wait to see what you guys do next and I'm just gonna say it one more time I'm all in and then moving on for tonight's matchups we have at 7 30 p.m on ESPN we have the Atlanta Hawks facing off against the Cavaliers of Cleveland Atlanta being a two-point favorite, and this is for the eight seed of the East. Then at 10 o'clock p.m. on TNT, Eastern Time, we have the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Clippers playing for the eight seed. And New Orleans is a one-point favorite over the Clippers. And some bigger news coming out of the Clippers organization, excuse me, Paul George is not going to be playing tonight against the Pelicans. He, in, he has an injury. I take that back. It is not an injury. I misspoke once again. He is in health and safety, safety protocols for COVID-19, and he will be missing this game, this crucial game against the Pelicans. But in his absence, can Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers roster get the job done? I could definitely see it happening, but they're facing off of against a very talented, a very well aged veteran CJ McCollum for New Orleans and he's been balling out ever since he left Portland and with Portland 
Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum were the most underrated duo in the NBA. Truly the most underrated duo in the NBA. They played their hearts out for Portland. They'd make it every other year or inconsistently make it in. And I feel bad for Damian. He is having to go through a very long run rebuild in Portland. And I know he wants to stay as uh, as of right now. He may want to leave very soon if they don't make the playoffs or they don't acquire the talent to work around Damian Lillard. But again, that's a topic for a whole nother day. It truly is. And I will I would go into the Pistons, but the last time I did that kind of went off on a little tangent, but nothing wrong with a little tangent. Uh, I really don't have a whole lot of to say about the Pistons. I've already spoken my piece about them. I love what they're doing. But, again, I'm moving on and seeing what else is on the horizon for the NBA, which takes me to tomorrow, Saturday. And there is a slew of games for the NBA. And this is for the West and the East. And kicking, kicking things off at 1 o'clock p.m. in Dallas, you have Utah visiting Dallas, Utah being a five-point favorite over the Mavericks. This is going to be a very exciting series, and this is going to be game one, and all these games I'm going to list are game ones of these series. Next game on ESPN is the Minnesota Timberwolves are visiting the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And all these games are going to be on ESPN or ESPN Affiliates, so you can watch them pretty easily if you have ESPN. Next game on the list is Toronto going to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Raptors. And again, all these series are going to be great matchups, very highly anticipated matchups. And in a second, I'll go over my picks. And the last game of the night, 8.30 p.m. in San Francisco, the Denver Nuggets visit the Bay, the Warriors, Dub Nation, my team, the Warriors, Golden State being a six and a half point favorite. And I do believe Steph Curry is coming back for this series. He will be in, or at least not for this first game, but he will be in for the series. And I'm going to start with the Warriors. I got them winning this game. Game one against the Nuggets. Let's go 108 to 102. Keep it six. They're not going to make the hit. They're not going to make the line, but they may. But 108, 102 for the Warriors. And with the 76ers Raptors, I got the 76ers winning by at least four. I'm going to say 115 to 111, maybe 110. Yeah, 115, 110. That seems pretty good right there. Then with the Grizzlies-Timberwolves, Grizzlies, they're knocking this game out of the park. It's going to be 132 to 110. It's going to be a 22-point difference for the Grizzlies. They have just been dominating without John Morant. They have a winning record when he's not playing. I believe last time I checked, it was something like 22 and 6. 22 and 6 without John Morant. That is incredible. And he is arguably the best player on that team. And the fact that the Grizzlies can do that without him says volumes. And it speaks volumes to the rest of the NBA saying, hey, we're here to play. 
we're not scared of you, and chances are we're going to beat you. So I'd love to see the Grizzlies just <laughs> take down the Timberwolves in this game. Then going back to the Mavericks Jazz, I take Mavericks in game one. I really do. Other than the fact that Luka Doncic is out for this one, I think they're going to say, hey, we need to step up in his absence and really take it home. Slam dunk on the Jazz. I'm going to say 109 to 106. It's going to be a three-point contest, I think. But we'll see. We shall see when it comes up tomorrow. Then, Sunday, we have a to-be-determined game versus Miami. I'll leave the to-be-determined game for another day. The two certain games that we have going on are Brooklyn versus Boston. Boston being a four-point favorite at home versus the Nets. Brooklyn does not matter how hot you and Kyrie get with Kevin Durant. You guys are not going to win this game. Kevin Durant and Kyrie are going to do all they can to try to win this game. But they're not going to it's not going to be enough. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are just going to be the more iconic duo against you in this game one. Boston winning this one 115 to 109. At 6:30 p.m. on Sunday, we have Chicago visiting Milwaukee. Milwaukee being a 10-point favorite. This is the series that I am most confident about. The Bucks have almost everyone returning from last season. Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the rest of their roster. Oh, my goodness. Milwaukee, I'm making it right now, 142-116 to 116 over the Bulls. I want to see this happen. Please win this series 4 to nothing, or at least 3 or 4 to 1 or at least make it interesting. Make it three games to two, four games to two. But again, I'm excited to see this. Really, truly am. And that is the rundown for this upcoming weekend with the NBA. Before I go for the evening and let you relinquish in the weekend and relax, enjoy some Easter candy, some some church services, whatever you may do. I hope it's very relaxing. But before I go, there is one team I'd like to shout out, and that is the Grand Rapids Griffins, the AHL affiliate to the Detroit Red Wings. If you somehow find this podcast before tonight's game in two hours at 7 o'clock Eastern time here in the United States, I got to say, best of luck to you against your opponent, which will be the Iowa Wild and Grand Rapids. Hopefully, you can succeed in tonight's game. The last two games I went to, you guys lost. Unfortunately, let's hope, let's not make it for three for three, please, this season. I would really love to see you guys win. Uh, but there isn't really a money line for the Griffins to win against Iowa. It's really a toss-up at this point, as hockey typically is. Uh, but I'm confident that the Griffins will win tonight. I'll be in attendance along with 10,000 other people as it is a near sold out game. And I struggled to get tickets. I really did. And I found I found a few, fortunately. But again, we shall see how today tonight's events turn out. 
and I'm excited to see what happens. I really am. Uh, hockey is it's really grown on me, in all honesty. When I first saw it, I was excited. It was physical. Hockey's a very physical game. Still is. And I got to say, I really do. Hockey is really growing on me. And I, I'm loving it. I really, I am. And best of luck to the Griffins. Best of luck to the Red Wings as they try to make a late push for the playoffs. I don't think they'll get in. I really don't. Uh, but the Griffins are in the middle of a late four-seed playoff push. And they really need teams like Iowa to lose and a few other teams in their division and conference to lose in order for them to make it in. And I saw the statistics where the Griffins need to go, I believe it's either 6-2 and two or 5-3, and three, depending on some outside situations where they make the playoffs. They got to go either 6-2, and 5-3. And, and Iowa, I think, from what I heard correctly from Bob Kaser, who is the broadcaster for the Griffins, he said... Either Iowa has to go three and five or two and six in order for the Griffins to get in. And that's including another team that I can't remember off the top of my head. But again, we'll see what happens tonight as they face the Iowa Wild. And one more thing I just saw this uh, the USFL is launching this weekend. And the Michigan has a team called the Michigan Panthers, they are playing in mobile. Al- Alabama, where the rest of the teams are. They're not really traveling like the the NBA or NFL does. But best of luck to the Panthers as they start their season. That does it for me on this lovely, cold, cloudy Friday here in Grand Rapids. Have a fantastic weekend. Have a fantastic Easter. Spending time with your family. Going to the religious service of your choice. I will see you on Tuesday. Have a good one, everyone.